Tonight on Big Head Mode, we're talking powers, video game powers. That's because, of course, we're reviewing a little bit late, but uh, definitely worth it. Life is strange. Joined in the studio by Carlo and Jenna from Multiple Nerdgasm. First time on the show, Jenna. Yeah, hello. You nice very- to be here. <laughs> yeah, look, thanks for coming. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got games, um, video games, uh, entertainment devices, usually in an electronic form. And all um, sorts of games. Just all the games. We're exploring uh, all platforms. We're like George Lucas. <laughs> a legend of all systems. Uh, that's all coming up on 2RRR's only gaming show, Big Head Mode. That's right, you're on Big Head Mode. Welcome, I'm your host, Ben O'Brien. Joined now on a, on a wonderful yellow new microphone, it's Carlo Ritchie. That's right, uh, for those listening at home or on the podcast, it's a yellow microphone cover. And boy, it looks fetchy. Yep. Enter <laughs> the world of radio! <laughs> woo, woo, woo! <laughs> uh, and with a wonderful orange, a bright orange, uh, it is Jenna from Multiple Nerdgasm. We've now had both you, we've had Matt. Yep. I mean, we've got to get the whole gang on yeah, eventually. Yeah, it's going to be a bit difficult. <laughs> the other two are not in Sydney. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> One's in Singapore. You'll we'll have to fly him over. <laughs> we'll Skype him in. We'll yeah. Skype him in. Yeah, he won't get to use these fancy mics, though. We'll kickstart it. We'll kickstart <laughs> <Yeah>. it. Because, <laughs> hey, look, I mean, there are there are more ridiculous things to kickstart it. Uh, I mean, I wanted, I wanted to talk about this later, but did you guys read about the Star Wars game Kickstarter? No. It's just, it's just pretty incredible. Uh I mean, we all love Star Wars, right? Who doesn't? Ugh. And how much would you love a great just Star Wars open world RPG? Well, they tried to make one. It was awful. They've made two now, and they're both awful. What, RPGs? Yeah. What, oh, wait. Knights of the Old Republic? Oh, MMORPGs. You're thinking MMO. Yeah, yeah. RPG, the, the stuff of dreams. Oh, Come yeah. On, the stuff <laughs> of I would dreams. love yeah, one. Yeah, no, that'd be great. I know. Well, that is exactly uh, that is exactly what this young man Devin Tripp thought. <laughs> Can he legally do that? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, he can't. Uh, and he practically can't do it either. He, as a, as a single person, <laughs> has kickstarted um, what what is just called on Kickstarter Star Wars Open World RPG. He wants two hundred thousand because uh, hang on, there's a great quote. There's just he didn't know how much it would cost. He just figured that seemed like a good amount. Yeah, more than that. <laughs> And it's estimated to release in December 2017. <laughs> what are the tiers? Do you get any other? There were four. There were four reward tiers. Yep, yep. The first two were the same reward, which was just a signed letter that says thanks from oh. him. Then it was a copy of the game, and then it was like if you paid fifteen hundred, you might you'd get named like a you know a lightsaber or a planet. It oh. wasn't specific, <laughs> but. I, I love this guy's optimism because there is no way in hell this is going to... No. He doesn't have the rights. No. You know, like, there's like, like literally everything that could be against you to <laughs> yeah. make a game is against this guy. Yeah. He, <laughs> he doesn't have... He has a list where he talks about the risks involved and one of them is like, don't have any professional game developers. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. It's so funny. Um, actually, that brings up an important point though and that is I heard whispers and I you guys might know if these are true whispers that Bioware got the rights to an unnamed Star Wars game is that right? Uh, I, I believe it is well EA got I have all the rights now to Star Wars games mm. 
And when they first got the rights, there were three studios that were working on games. It was One Dice. was Dice. The other was Visceral, who made Dead Space. Yeah. And then the other was meant to be supposedly Bioware. Yeah. Um, but it seems like that Visceral will be the next one to be sort of revealed. So Bioware's a watch this space scenario. Yes, yeah, so you yeah. want a Mass Effect Star Wars. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, all, yeah. that's all we want. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing just... As a renegade choice, you can just force lightning someone while they're, sport, <laughs> while they're speaking. Now, speaking of, I mean, because obviously, Carla, I know you're a huge fan of uh, Nazi Del Republic. Big fan. We we just started, literally like two minutes before the show started, we just started talking about um, if you could erase your memory of a particular game so you could play it over again afresh, what games would you play? Yeah, and we were talking about, um, Jenna suggested, you suggested Bioware. Bioshock. Um, Bioshock. Yeah, Bioshock. Or just all, all the Bioware no, as well. <laughs> Chuck them all the in. The whole catalogue. <laughs> no, Bioshock, the original. It, just the story of that game would be so incredible to live again without yeah. remembering. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And I guess, Ben, you're wanting me to say Nazi Old Republic so that I could, you know, relive all of those. <laughs> no, you, you, do, you don't have to. Your answer? <laughs> I, I think Bioware. I think Bioshock ma- is a good one. Yeah. I really think it is. Um, that's, that's pretty tip-top. It's pretty solid. Because there's some games you don't want, like games that had sort of bummer endings, like like uh, Red Dead Redemption, great game, but it got darker and heavier as it went on. Whereas, yeah, yeah. like, whereas if I could just play the first twenty minutes of that game and then nothing else, or just play, it would be with... like great. Yeah, yeah. Or just play the bit where you're just running your ranch with your family and everything's great, and then just <laughs> shooting, yeah, shooting crows off the water tank. Yeah, yeah. what a fun game. That yeah, would that would be amazing. <laughs> In fact, just start from there as well yeah. <laughs> and miss everything before that. Um, no, I'm surprised you didn't say the Mass Effect trilogy because that, oh. would, that would be a great thing to do. It would be really cool to play through again, but part of the reason that I think I enjoy it so much is that I, like each time I play it through, I get to learn more about like different characters and what different decisions have ultimately outcome, do you know? So, yeah, that's right. Like with Bioshock, it's just one story the whole way. You don't yeah. really influence it too much. And it's such an incredible twist, mm. you know. Like that, it would be oh, it would be amazing to have that again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it turns out they were in space the whole time. <laughs> turns out it was just a, it was a sort of a metaphysical space, <laughs> not an actual space. That it was 1958. <laughs> um, yeah, that'd be a great one. I like, and you were saying before that you, you're finally trying to finish Tomb Raider, the, the definitive, definitive edition. edition. I'd, yeah. I'd happily erase my memory of that. And all the Batman games, I think. The Arkham games. My only complaint that I have with um the only complaint that I have with Tomb Raider at this stage is that there are so many little mini challenges mm-hmm. and it does feel a bit awkward to sort of be like Oh well, yeah, hold put- on guys, yeah. just you wait for that boat. <laughs> I gotta I gotta find <laughs> me some eggs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. And it does sort of feel a bit when a developer does something like that, it's sort of like, hey, look at this amazing story we've made, but also, keep an eye out for those flags. Well, it was like with Zelda, where they're like, you have to do this. Oh, this yeah. Ganon is going to kill everyone. He's like, cool, cool. Do you need help with these chickens? Yeah. yeah. See, I, that, that was most of my experience of uh, Fallout 4, which was just like, you've got this incredibly personal story that you've got to track down this this you know family member. And then it's just like, but also, while you're here, just, you know, explore. Like, yeah. Well, no. Have a bit of fun. That's the big problem that... Since since Morrowind, all of those big games have had huge problems with. It's just 
in, in Morrowind, it was like they encourage you to explore. They'd say, hey, before you do this mm. mission, why don't you go on, join some guilds and become really powerful? But then every other game after that, it's sort of been like, you've got to get there, otherwise the whole world's yeah. going to collapse. Yeah, Tomb Raider, especially when you're like, your friend is in danger. <laughs> you have to rescue Sam. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah cool, I will. Just want to collect some things because yeah. this is really yeah. interesting to me. Yeah. But especially <laughs> like in Skyrim, if you do it all in the other order, like you could be the head of the Mage's Guild. And then go back to some really low-level main story quest, and they're like, "Who's this here bloody chicken chaser?" <laughs> it's like, yeah. uh, I mean, you know, you might not have heard of me. I'm the most powerful warlock in the entire north region of, of your country. No, I ain't never even heard of you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, good times though. Yeah, good times. Classic Bethesda. <laughs> I like maybe if I could just erase like portions of games from my memory, just for my own sake. <laughs> well, oh, because yeah. they were bad. Yeah, or just character. Like, if I could get rid of Caden or Ashley from the Mass Effect games. So. You don't like Caden and Ashley? No, nah, they're awful. <laughs> they're awful. Poor, poor Ben. They're only like... doesn't understand the games. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I kept, uh, even though I hate Ashley the most, I kept Ashley alive in my subsequent playthroughs just so that I could watch her die at the end of Mass Effect Three. <laughs> Yeah, I think in that I... really brutal way. Burn in hell, Commander. <laughs> Great. And I don't regret a minute of that. <laughs> Would you uh, delete anything from your memory, Jenna, of just specific parts of games? Of just specific parts? Yeah. Like, because I didn't like them? or because... yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just if there was anything that you could just specifically take Ooh. out of a game. Oof, I'll have to give that a minute. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I feel like if I was to take something out, I'd be like, wow, that game was terrific. Yeah, exactly. I want to go back and play it again. <laughs> that would be my way. And then... You delete Aliens, yeah, Colonial like, Marines, and have to play this? it again. Yeah. <laughs> I really love my time with Aliens, Colonial Marines, but for some reason, <laughs> yeah, all I can remember yeah, exactly. is the opening titles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just had a great menu screen. Yeah, no. I remember tears when I finished. Were they joy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Better find out. <laughs> now, where did I put my copy? Why are there sh- like shards of a shattered disc in my game drawer? We got two copies of that game so we could play together. Oh, Worst that's... purchase. Oh, man, that is... Did you guys go through all the way through? Oh, we didn't even make it all the way. Wow. I think we did three-player. It was uh, Luke from Multiple Nerdgasm as well, and um, we tried to record it even. <laughs> like, this is not even entertaining. Yeah, I've oh. heard that, though. I've heard <laughs> that you can't actually record it. It's not physically possible. Like, no human-made equipment can capture any <laughs> vision or sound from that game. It just sort of it burns itself automatically. <laughs> Harrowing. (laughs) Harrowing. Look, let's go to a song. This is the Fallout 4 main theme. A cappella version. What? That's right. Found on YouTube. So what do you know? Uh, We'll be back after this to talk about show and tells. You're on 2JPLR 88.5 FM. And we're back. We're back. That was the Fallout 4 main theme in a cappella. One bloke. One bloke making all the noises with his mouth. That's pretty pretty good. That's pretty good. Hmm. Is it though? (laughs) No, it's, it's impressive. There's a lot of that. Uh, you see a lot of that on YouTube. Like, acapella seems to be the yeah. the thing. For I reckon video games. Songs. Maybe we should do that. We There's should make guy. our own, like, deliberately, like, well, not deliberately, but it would be bad. Well, Liam and us. Daniel in bonus stage, like in the bonus stage band, they're, well, specifically Liam is in a um, acapella group. We ain't got time for that professional business. <laughs> I'm talking raw street acapella, you know? Have you heard Smooth McGroove? I have, yeah. We've played a lot terrific. of his stuff. Yeah. yeah. Smooth McGroove? Yeah, long beard, long The best hair. thing about oh, him, yeah, though. I've yeah. seen that guy. He's so good. best thing about it is just how happy he is to be know, doing acapella. I know, it's Sits adorable. there with his cat and just and looks really happy. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Acapella can bring joy, can't it? Yeah. 
All right. Uh, look, let's go on to show and tell. Carlo, where, what, what have you got to show and or tell oh. this week? Well, I, uh, I revisited a classic strategy games soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> I love not knowing what you're going to talk about. So, it's nice to find um, out on it. There was a series of games which unfortunately isn't being made anymore. Uh, it was called the Sierra City Game City Builder City Building Series, um, which was made by Sierra Games, which is now a defunct. I think they got um, taken over by Activision or something like I'm that. I'm fact checking everything you're saying, Ooh. by the way. Um, <laughs> and they made this series of games which are extraordinary, and the best one of the lot really to check out is Zeus, um, which was it's set in Greece. You build ancient Greek cities, and it has like the most incredible voice acting cast, and it's so hilariously funny. Um, but oh, these look really cool. So it's just Sim City, but for historical time period. Yeah, and you're just building, yeah, building these cities. But it's like Zeus is kind of really fun. Like it's 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 not particularly historic accurate. Like you'll build a temple, and then the god Dionysus will live in your city, and he'll sort of like bring <laughs> wine to the people. And oh, it's, um, it's, it's not as gritty and realistic as oh, Sim City was. It's so comic. Like um, I was quoting them the other day. That's what, I, what brought it up. Was my my friend and I were quoting it. Because we were out up in our hometown, and we were like, "There's iron in them there hills, and I'm gonna get me some." Which is one of the lines. <laughs> like when you every time you click on a guy, like unrest in the city, shut your mouth. It's nothing I can't handle. <laughs> like every time, it was awesome. <laughs> and uh, the the person who did, I think, it might have been the same voice actor. It was definitely inspired, but. The person who was the homeless man was the same as old Gil from The Simpsons, like, thrown <laughs> out of my home. But anyway, the success to that was a game called Emperor, which was much more serious but had an extraordinary Chinese soundtrack um, of like traditional Chinese instruments. And it was really great, so I really recommend checking it out. Well, yeah, if you told us in time, that's what all the music on the show could have been. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very atmospheric. I don't know that you'd want to... You know, play it on the radio. Maybe next time. <laughs> no, that's all we'll play. Next show yeah. is just like but 60 minutes of Definitely that. check it out. Um, okay. Some great songs in it. There we go, listeners. What, what's the name of that actual album? It's called uh, Emperor Rise of the Middle Kingdom OST. All right, there we go. YouTube that, dear friends, and uh, report, report back to us. Um, that came out in, a, I think, 2003. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, Googling it now, I recognize the covers, but which yeah. means it's sort of... Semi-recent, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. Zeus and Poseidon are classic games, and they're very, very uh, cheap online. Like, you can get them for $5 for the two games. Yeah, okay. Great. And they're definitely worth it. There we go. That's a solid gold Carlo guarantee. Two <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> Don't trust him. Um, <laughs> okay, Jenna, uh, what, what about you? What have you got to show us? Well, show the I want to show today? you a bit of an old game. Okay. But... It's coming back. It's coming Is back. It's as old as Carlos. Game? It's not as old as Carlos' game, so I guess I will. Oh, there. thrown um, out of my home. Gone Home is a game from uh, 2013, I believe. Mm-hmm. However, it's being released on the Xbox, Xbox One, and PlayStation Four on Tuesday. So, wow, so soon. I mean, it is. It's. It's relevant. Yeah, it's yeah. timely. I'd never played Gone Home. Really? I, but you, I've heard is, everything about it. Is Gone Home, it's like set in Alaska or Minnesota? No, mm-hmm. no. Oh, are you thinking of the little Eskimo game? For, no. Never Alone. Never Alone. The one that's like, it's like you going, you're on a trip home and it's sort of you like, it's this girl going home and like the sounds, the landscape is like all these like snowscapes with trees. No. It's, know, the I whole think. game takes that place That sounds lovely though, Carl. Yeah, it does. Oh. Find out what the game I is. I will find out. But this is the one that's the mystery of like so you come home and... It is, it's a mystery, but it's not... It's 
it feels like it's more of a mystery than it is. So it's about a girl. It's just an interactive story. A girl that's been backpacking for a year, and she comes home, and her family's not there. Great family, I know, who are like, oh, you've been gone a year. It's just like... We'll be out. It's just like Home Alone again. Yeah. Then you have to set a series of traps for a bunch of bubbling so she's, burglars. Um, her family's moved also, so they say, find your way to our new home, wow. and we won't be there. So she gets in, and no one's there, and by walking around and picking up things and exploring the house, you get the story of what's going on with your parents and where your sister is. And it's pretty amazing because in that year, your sister has grown quite a bit. And I'm looking you... at it now. It looks mm. like a... It, they've given it a kind of, like, kind of gothic horror. It, it does feel... It feels like a mystery. Well, didn't that you're they... Like, what happened? What happened to the parents? Where is everybody? Didn't they but establish, it's... though, that it's... Uh, I mean, this was... This is very niche. But one of the people who worked on it, I think, had ties to System Shock, um, the game of... franchise. And he said that it's in the same universe as System Shock. Ah, <laughs> oh. A few of the guys who made it worked for 2K and Irrational. Oh, yeah, that would be it then. So yeah. I think they hid, like, there's an Easter egg that ah. there's a thing from System Shock in it. And they were like, yeah, look, it's it's in the same universe. Right. So it could, you know, it could be dark and gothic. And that's no, coming out pretty on, cool. on it's, yeah, it's coming out on Tuesday on the Xbox One and the PlayStation Four. It only took a couple of hours to play, but I mean, I played it in one sitting because, like, I have to know what happened. Yeah, where yeah. is everyone? <laughs> I really love those games that that are simple and easy to play, but really yeah. Fulfilling. I mean, you don't do anything. You click on yeah. things, and it's just. I mean, there are games out there where you do too much. You feel like a detective. (laughs) Give me less to do. That's all I'm asking. (laughs) (laughs) Like, as we were talking about before, Bioshock Infinite would have been terrific if we didn't have to shoot anything. Yeah. Yeah. The first, like, 20 minutes of that game is the best part of the whole game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Before the townspeople disappear. I I made that first, like, portion last about an hour or more, just sort of, like, walking in every shop and sort of really studying every detail. As soon as you throw the baseball, it goes downhill. And you you notice it as well in just the level design. Like, there is so much to see and to do in that first townspeople. Mm -hmm. Even if there's so many unique signs, and then everything after that becomes much more generic, you know? Like, Mm. sprawling, empty zones, like the same poster over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, on the beach... Every woman's face looks the same. It's yeah. terrifying. Yeah. But that's why I didn't... I mean, I really looked forward to Dishonored. Yep. And I found it the same thing. Like, that was a game that would have been so much better if it was more about choice and mm-hmm. less about, like, you know, go here, kill these people. But the choices But everyone are... looked the same. Everyone had yeah. that the same awful... The I, I quite like Dishonored. <laughs> I just am not too into stealth games. But there are some really interesting effects that... There are choices that you get to physically make like you can go oh I'm going to be I'm not going to kill anyone in this mission and that will affect the story and if you don't get if you if you're not seen by anyone that affects it as well like our friend Neil who was playing that game he got through the whole game without ever being spotted and without ever killing anybody and so in later missions people are like there's a ghost like <laughs> that's pretty awesome yeah. that's great yeah what's the other game like that I think Metal Gear Solid 5 where depending on how like so early on like there's heaps of bases that are pretty easy to kill and so if you just kind of mercilessly hunt and kill them early on it changes how well equipped the enemies in that base are like oh. the patrols get bigger if you attack a lot at night they start carrying like flashlights if you just openly go or up and torches just, and just beat them up yeah or flashlights <laughs> um 
Carla always corrects my like my regional pronunciation <laughs> of things. Data, data. He likes that. Um, uh, oh yeah, they get like more armor and stuff, or they oh, carry yeah. shields. And so like I, I just went so gung ho in the first two hours of that game. I was just like decimating everyone, and then the rest of that game was just brutally annoying for me because <laughs> every every base was just full of guys, just this sort of like Robocop esque. Dude, classic guards. Classic, Am I right? <laughs> um, the thing I wanted to talk about, which uh, is probably my favorite gaming news story uh, f- ever, is that there is going to be no Assassin's Creed game this year. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they just announce Egypt? Yeah, yeah, but it's it's not coming out this year. Also, isn't there one not a full Assassin's Creed game, but there is something. Oh, that's Chronicle yeah, India. Yes. That doesn't count. Okay. As far as I'm concerned. Really? I mean, it's still part of the franchise. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. they announced it last year. It was meant to come out last year <laughs> as well. But they're like those annoying, like, sort of 2.5D yeah. sort of, mm. like, arcade mm. gamey sort of thing. No, but what I loved about it is just that, like, the, the whole Assassin's Creed franchise is so overdone that it was a news story to say no Assassin's no Creed Assassin's- game <laughs> this year. Like,. That's uh, Bethesda must have seen that and just gone, ooh, okay. <laughs> but Egypt, how do you feel about that? I don't know. See, like my, my feelings on Assassin's Creed is I don't care where they, they all history is interesting. Just make a good game, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Like uh, yeah, it's Syndicate just the same game should have yeah. a different skin every time. Like Unity, Emma. like the French Revolution is a really cool period of history, and that game was so bleh. And so it's like, look, I don't like wherever you want to set set it in the seventies, you know? I don't care, just. Do something they to make just it have more to get interesting. Ridiculous now, <laughs> you know. Make it fun. <laughs> give, me, give us a give us a Cold War era <laughs> Assassin's Creed where yeah. no one trusts Assassin's anyone. Creed yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd be great. Uh, look, let's go to some music. This All is right. uh, Treasure Trove Cove from Banjo Kazooie. Nice. We'll be back after this. Now, Carlo. In the break there, you've been furiously Googling to try and figure out what this game is that you thought <laughs> was going home. So that I'm gonna could give be you in one of the Dakotas or Iowa. <laughs> I'm gonna give you I'm gonna time it. I'm gonna give you fifteen twenty seconds, I'll say twenty seconds, to describe this game and then if it's listen- up to the listeners to try and identify it based on your description. Have you played this game? No, no. Okay. It's on special on hang, hang on, okay, Wait. ready? Go, 20 seconds. It's now a game with gold. Like it's, There's a discount for gold members on Xbox One. It's set in a snowy tundra like Minnesota, Dakota. It's about a girl coming home, and it's about letters and phone messages between her and her mother. Okay, you got eight. You got seven more seconds. Um, I don't know very much about the game. It's very cheap. Very, it's like six bucks, and there are five episodes. There are five episodes, I think. Bang. Oh, wait, no, no. Not Life is Strange. You <laughs> played that. We, we, are, we are literally about to review that game. <laughs> It's episodic. That's a good clue, though. Episodic. Like, yeah. That would narrow it down, surely. And yeah. if it's on the list of Xbox games right now, so of you, the gold reward. Listeners okay. at home, you now have the power. <laughs> Listen to the podcast. We did it. I'm, I'm going to forbid you, Carlo, from doing any more research. Really? Like, you're not allowed to look it up anymore, and it's up to the listeners. Oh, man. <laughs> you got it, guys. I just want I to see if they can find it. And people listening <laughs> on the podcast, they found it. Yeah. They found it sometime, but... Little did they know that finding that game was just the start of a whole mess of trouble. Um, let's talk powers, guys, because we're reviewing Life is Strange, which is all about the power to rewind mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And it did make me think about like how cool powers 
have been and can be in video games. Yeah. Um, I mean, the rewind time thing, I, for me, goes back to yeah. Prince of Persia. Um, That's like a mess, the sounds though, of time. rewinding time. It, it, it really is. Uh, how much would you... Just how, how being able to change everything, and you can't keep track of what actually happened. <laughs> yeah. And then it depends how far you can rewind. Like, days, and then everything's you've different. Made like and a then really the possibility that you've created, you've split the path of time and yep, you've created yep. a second version of yourself that's having a really awful time. <laughs> but would you... But honestly, though, would you think about that? <laughs> if you had the power to go back in time, wouldn't you be like, eh, that's alternate reality Ben's problem, you know? And I don't have to see that guy. Yeah. That's the nature of... <laughs> I mean, technically, we're making, you know, we're... This, every decision is like potentially branching off a alternate yeah. path. I know. Yeah, but you're every not actually you... living them twice. Yeah, but you know, you don't have to see it. You just go, oh, <laughs> boy, it's gone back. It sucks to be that version I of mean, me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that great Gwyneth Paltrow movie, you know, um, where, you know, cruising. And they were singing. <laughs> what? They were singing in was the... Was that meant uh... to be a... <laughs> I, I know what you're going for there, <laughs> uh, Terrible. Sliding doors. <laughs> But, I mean, that's a great... Time travel games are always, I think, more stressful than they should be. I mean, the the freedom that you would think uh, having time travel would allow you, it just makes you think, like, have I done it right? Too many decisions. Totally. Yeah. I mean, Majora's Mask is like that as well. Do I go back? Well, this is the thing. And and do I undo everything that I've already done as well? Because it's not all bad. Yeah. Yeah, well, I still think the best time travel game for that is Majora's Mask because there's no perfect playthrough. You can't do everything in three days. So mm. you have to... There has to be a point where you go, you know what? They're not going to get saved out on, long, out on you know, the ranch. They're out. They're, the aliens, they can have them. You have to sacrifice them. Yeah, you got to yeah. make that sacrifice sometimes. And that, yeah. that's pretty that's brutal. brutal. <laughs> that's, um... Yeah, would you say that's the best time travel game? Majora's Mask? I'd say, yeah. Yeah, that I've played, yeah. Life is Strange is really cool because it actually dealt with the repercussions of time travel. Yeah. And it kind of has two sides of time travel, I guess. It has that sort of short-term rewind. Like, I really like the way you use that for social situations. Like, oh, I said the wrong thing in that conversation. <laughs> Go back. <laughs> Don't mention the dying mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I really liked how that I would have used that implemented. power, though, I think. Like... Nah, use it. <laughs> No Use way. If, like everything I Magneto do, I'm like, wow, right. I sounded like an asshole. Well, <laughs> and then I go back, go back. But it, it makes you appreciate how much of a nightmare Groundhog Day would have been to be living in it. Oh. Yeah. So imagine if you make a mistake now, I have to go and live through my entire day again. But he didn't get to choose. I know, I know. Do you know the, the writer, um, I can't remember his name, but you know he was that comic that did uh, Ghostbusters and things. Oh, um, Harold Ramis. Is it Harold Ramis? Yeah. Mm. He said that when he wrote Groundhog Day, he imagined it being somewhere in the like the realm of 10,000 years of worth of that day. Wow, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. And he revised it. Like, more recently, he revised it. He said, oh, probably about 60 years, 30, 60 years. What would you... I mean, this is a very different conversation now, but, like, <laughs> you have, like, 24 hours... You just pick a direction, and just if you were in it, trapped in it for that long, you'd just start leaving. You'd just be like, "Well, that's yeah." The but thing, he ends though. up in the he same can't... place every day, yeah. so now you're just traveling for 24 hours, and yeah, but, then you wake you'd be, up. But in you'd your own become bed. an expert of like what is 24 what hours is 24 away hours? for in every direction. Yeah, that, that's the whole point. Groundhog Day is they're trapped in that city because they're snowed in. They can't yeah, get out. It. You'd leave. You'd just leave. 
or learn piano. Well, I guess every time you die in the snow, you wake up again in the town. So. Yeah. Well, it could be. I'm thinking like Edge of Tomorrow. Like you gradually become a real hardened sort of survivalist. <laughs> You'd eventually learn how to not die in the snow. Who's to say that he didn't? I mean, he learns how to sculpt ice. So That's true. Yeah. For survival yeah, purposes. Yeah. Um, Back on the subject of powers briefly... Um, I feel like it's an obvious one, but I still haven't really experienced it done well. Flight. You know? Like like yeah. where a character, where a person can just sort of... Just an average person? Just or... a normal person, like Superman style, can just fly. Yeah, like it's so always just using it to right. change light bulbs and things. It's always awkward. <laughs> and... <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's the game yeah. here? <laughs> Going home, but with flight. <laughs> Yeah, just imagine that in that game, rather than moving, you're actually just hovering slightly, ever so slightly above the ground. Just what you don't realise is that every first person shooter you've ever played, you've actually yeah, been yeah, levitating. Right. <laughs> you actually, you're just you're just a head, a disembodied head that just hovers around. I think Banjo Kazooie, speaking of the song we just played, did a pretty excellent job of flying. But As you, a still, power? you still needed those pads and you needed feathers. Like, I hate it when a game makes you powerful but then puts an arbitrary limitation on that power. Like, if I can fly, just let you me fly. You want to be all powerful, do you, Ben? Well, then you then scale up the challenge. It would be a very fun game if that's yeah. all you... Yeah. <laughs> the purpose no, of this game still, is just to fly around and do things. There's bad stuff out but... there, you know? Like, um... Flight Simulator did really good on the power of flight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, that's no, true. Actually, there was, was a really good flight simulator that was like... Um... <laughs> you were Superman. <laughs> yeah, that was the one. Oh, see, you know what? Maybe I just want a good Superman game. Yeah. There hasn't been one of them. Yeah, I, I would that's like... what you're hanging out for, Ben. Just go back and play Superman 64. <laughs> that was a classic. All of that toxic <laughs> gas. <laughs> yeah, that game scarred me. Uh, what about you, Jenna? Any powers that you'd like to see in a game? Oh, that I would like to see? Or that you enjoyed? See, you I know? really... I'm a, I'm a fire mage at heart. Um, <laughs> you just want to watch the so, world burn. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm always evil in video games, too. I think that's just how my heart is. <laughs> what's, what's so much more fun to play like So that. a destructive power, yeah, basically. Yeah, I just want to burn things down. So I love playing <laughs> games like Diablo and where I can use my, my magic. Yeah. I love that. To torch, torch things. Yeah, to torch things. Yeah. It's always nice in a game where your power can actually sort of affect the environment in unusual ways. Like, it's I don't know if you classify this as a power, but the the songs in the Zelda games, like, it was always a fun game yep. figuring, like, unlocking the song and then figuring out what song we'll sort of affected the, the world. Yeah. Yeah, and I like it when you can do that with with mm-hmm. fire in games, you well, know. Well, oh, I can burn, I can burn my way through that field. Well, that, this actually brings out the point. Through like, that family of farmers. <laughs> oh, God. No, man. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, you're Get the evil it. one. I'm just... <laughs> He's just giving you the Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would be cool to see a really cool open-world Avatar-style game. Well, you weren't oh, the yes. Avatar. You just picked one bending element, and you just sort of lived the I life mean, in that. Or maybe you're a cabbage was merchant. Fun, but it was a very quick game. Yeah. Because, mm. I mean, I would just love... Like, imagine a... You know, you only see such a glimpse of that world, but mm-hmm. like the earth, earth bending is my favorite bending, and you see Earth Kingdom nations, and it, it always made me think like, why the hell did the Jedi Temple have a doorway? You know, these are people that can like manipulate time and space. <laughs> why wasn't there like in you know in Omashu 
the city's gates are just living stone and they yeah, just so open them. Yeah, so they can them. just open it, yeah. yeah. Like, why didn't the Jedi Temple have that? Yeah. They would never have been able to be attacked by anybody who wasn't a Jedi, you know? Look, if we, we could question a lot of things uh, that the Jedis did in those prequel movies. <laughs> yeah. What's the problem? What, I don't mind sand, you know? Sand's all right. <laughs> I don't hard know what Anakin's problem is. Very hard to bend. It is, but worth it when you can. Mm. Uh, I buy where would make a killer Avatar game. I know. Now I want one. Thanks, yeah. thanks Carla. <laughs> I'm I thinking like Dragon Age oh, Origin. You, oh, pick, no. you pick a nation and that, like, that your avatar starts as and it changes the whole game like you start aligned to that nation but ultimately you've got to bring them all together and we just have to hope that Disney continues to grow as an entertainment empire and eventually buys Nickelodeon (laughs) Nickelodeon, (laughs) that's the one thing yeah I mean eventually they're going to own all of us or DiMartino and um, the other one the uh, make a, you know who you are. You're well loved and remembered. Uh, if you're listening, yeah. uh, we, we, we love some, Avatar. You did some great stuff. Um, uh, make a uh, make some game with Bioware. Yeah. Or they I mean, convert their new book that's not owned by mm. Nickelodeon. Or I think it's just Dimitino made it. Or I can they the just do one. a new thing. Like, like pick, pick an Avatar that hasn't been fleshed. Like, I don't know, the second or the third Avatar. Or Avatar no Kiyoshi. No, nah, she's too, too defined. Yeah, she's well like, you, make... you already know her whole story. Yeah, you just want this. Carlo, but Aww. also she's voiced by Jennifer Hale, and Bioware would never have a protagonist voiced by <laughs> Jennifer Hale. <laughs> uh, let's go to some music and then uh, talk Life is Strange. This is Piano Fire by Sparkle Horse from the Life is Strange soundtrack, but not exclusively. I think this is what the kids call popular music. <laughs> we back after this. Well, we're back with some pretty amazing news. Breaking news! Ding, 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 ding. Nate, or That's Drudic on Twitter, has uh, has found the mystery game that Carlos so well described. I found them! The game is three-fourths home. Well done, Nate. Well done, Carlo. Set well done, the... everybody. <laughs> Set in Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, you were... Just as Carlo said. kind of close. And, like, looking at the images of it, you don't have a lot to work with. It's just a cornfield. Black and white cornfield. But boy, that game looks riveting. Uh, <laughs> we're just reading the plot. Game follows the struggles of one family. Uh, the protagonist named Kelly is driving through rural Nebraska when her mother calls, sparking a conversation. Ooh. Ooh. Classic Chilling phone stuff. calls. Oh, mom. That's what happens sometimes. You get calls and you're doing stuff. Whoa. What? Sorry, I'm driving. <laughs> I'll call you back. Yeah. <laughs> Credits. <laughs> it takes place over five episodes. <laughs> yeah, it takes a while for her to get back because then she keeps forgetting. Yeah, you know, yeah. She's got stuff to do. It's pulled over for talking on the phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But hey, you know what is a good episode? Of, look, I'm not making fun of that. I haven't played it. It could be great. But what is a good game that we have played? Life is Strange. Life is Strange. And like, it's such a bummer that we, we waited until... Or that we, we both didn't finish it until the new year. Because this totally would have been on the list for Game of the Year. Absolutely. Me, I think. Yeah. It's a great game. Jenna, have you played it? No. Um, ben told me today that you guys wanted to talk about <laughs> that, and I was like, I've got like an hour. So I watched a playthrough of the first episode. Oh, but, nice. But that's about all. So I know what it's about, mm. and now I want to play it. It was but... amazing for yeah. me because I didn't know about the time-traveling thing. Ben just said, you got to play this game. So I got into it. And you I was thought like, it was some oh, girl just, like, yeah, oh, take pictures. I guess I'll find okay. out what the point is. And then suddenly I travel through time. I was like, oh, God, <laughs> this is all the things I love. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's pretty intense the way that you find out that you can. Yeah. It is very intense. Like, Absolutely. For high school. Yeah, yeah. It's actually a really interesting game because it, 
on a surface level, it deals with a lot of like a quite significant issues. Mm-hmm. You know that are you know like I would say affect a lot of people in high school. Like it affects bullying, um, drugs, domestic violence, um, and, and and various sort of ideas around popularity and figure and body type. Mm. And then it um, it on the other time like deals with this really intense murder mystery and and time travel <laughs> like it's, it's something like if you combine like twin peaks with like, it's just a really good like teen drama yeah it did have a real twin peaksy vibe well, there's they must know it too because there's one like one of the things in the game is sort of it's the collectibles of this game is that there are photo opportunities and one of them is in the public restroom of the diner Someone's written "Fire Walk with Me" on the oh. on the mirror. Mm. Like it's, it's so they know. Filled. Yeah, and, like and, they know. <laughs> and Chloe's Chloe's license plate is Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah. it's not just that. Like, How did you guys make this connection? <laughs> <laughs> we got there. <laughs> but I, Ben's I, but, all reading graffiti. Here. <laughs> um, but it's not just that. Like, it's just sort of like any sort of weird, surreal kind of horror or sci-fi. Like, there's a lot of references. To a lot of different things. I did get a kind of an Alan Wakey vibe from it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, it also reminded me like it took a, a little bit from Butterfly Effect. I think um, mm. you know it's because Ashton Kutcher was in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know there was some real there were some real um, quite clear borrowings from that and from Groundhog Day as well. Mm. And also it, it reminded me was in it. it reminded me a lot of a video game. Um, I'm not sure you guys play it called Fahrenheit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fahrenheit was this game where basically you woke up having murdered a man in a toilet and you had no recollection Mm. of doing it and you had to choose how you disposed of the body, how you interacted with the cafe, the cafe that you were in afterwards, and then how you left. And then that would affect the entire game, That just that it's, initial um, decision. Right. It's, it's made by the same guy who made um, like Heavy Rain and oh, okay. Beyond Two Souls. Yep. Um, and sort of like one of the first cons- like sort of big console interactive movie kind of games, I guess. Mm. So does that mean it's PlayStation exclusive? No, it, no, was, it, was, uh, um, it was on PC Xbox. and Xbox. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think Indigo Prophecy is what it was called in... Um, That's right, in, yeah. In some places. I always forget which one we actually had. And yeah, um, there were so many multiple endings. It was yeah, it was pretty mm. interesting as a game. It, it was a great game for actually letting you fail, but the story keeps going. Yeah. Like a character could just sort of die, and it was like, well, that character's dead. Now you have these other characters reacting yeah. to that character's death. Uh, or, you could, or you could lose your sanity, um, sort of yeah. similar to... Go mad. Um, What's that other game? Eternal Darkness. Eternal Darkness, yeah. But yeah, to go back to Life is Strange, I, I found it a really interesting... Like, it was a very compelling story. Like I, I found it very difficult to stop playing through the chapters. I played them all in a row, and it was very difficult to stop because I think when you add the intrigue of a murder mystery, yeah. it's something that just we instinctively sink in on, you know, like mm. unpacking clues and wanting to find See, out. I didn't, I didn't get that from the first episode. Now I want that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, right, of course. Would you say that, that that's what resonated with you the most, the mystery or the intrigue? Um, that was certainly the thing that was driving me driving me through the game. Certainly. Mm. I love the I love Max as a main character. She's fantastic. Because it's just she might be one of my favorite uh, protagonists. Yeah, definitely she, one of my favorite female protagonists. She was just was really interesting because she wasn't really a hero like it, she was it was mundanity played so well i think you know like your you felt your reactions to the world were really right um 
And there was a decision that still haunts me after the game is where I, I overwatered my plant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I still yeah. go like, God damn it, Lee. Shoot everyone out. Yeah. yeah. Well, the worst thing is because it does that telltale thing at the end of a chapter where it shows you what decisions you made compared to what decisions other people made. But then it also shows you like things that you missed. And that's what like that's what bothered me because it's like you have this power of time travel and it's like you wanna you wanna perfect life yeah and it's like oh someone wrote something mean on like uh, or I could have like left a nice message for a friend on their door or something to make their day better it's like all those yeah and you're totally right Carl it's it's lots and lots of small little things like you know you've got to go meet a friend and on the way you see this girl in your class get hit in the head with a football. And you can you can you can slow time or rewind time and just warn her. It's just like, oh, thanks, Max. You know, you're always looking out for me. And it's such a tiny thing, but like this one girl has so much stuff happen to yeah. her, like get splashed by a car, all these little things. <laughs> and you kind of realize after doing all these small things that in this person's eyes, you're like you're a hero. You're a hero. Like you're really looking out for them. And yeah. it's sort of like, and, and everyone starts sort of saying, "Wow, Max, you're like you're really cool." And you sort of feel like. It sort of, I don't, it really resonated. It's a with lot me of responsibility. It is, but it sort of resonated this idea that it's like, you know what, like you can change everyone's everyone's day by just doing the smallest thing, which I thought was a really nice message for a kind of teen mm-hmm. high school sort of drama. Yeah, yeah. but what I what I enjoyed about it is there's an ins- there's like in games where you have this decision um, based uh, gameplay, there is a there's always that feeling, particularly if you play it where you don't go back on your decisions. You know, like, if you make a decision, you just stick with it. There is always that instinct to go, oh, did I make the right decision? Mm-hmm, I want to mm-hmm. go back. And this is a game that actually lets you make those decisions in the, in the game over and over again. And knowing those two outcomes or mm. multiple outcomes is what will determine what your ultimate decision is. And that's really terrifying to have all of that information and not really knowing where it's going. In many ways, it makes it more mature, I think, than, say, the Telltale Games version, where you're making a decision without knowing the outcome, and that sort of tricks you. Sometimes it's like, oh, you know, I tried to do this, and this happened. But Life is Strange, there are a lot more mature decisions. It's like, if you say this, it'll hurt this person's feelings. You'll achieve this outcome, but it's still, like, it's a shitty thing to say. Yeah. And like, and you have to just sit with the weight of... There is no just one good, one bad. It's just shades of like everything's going to have effect. Yeah, exactly. And some, and I think I, when I was first playing this game, I played it through with that telltale mindset, and I was like, "Oh, this is the obvious good choice, mm. but something bad is going to happen yeah. if I do that." And you make these decisions, but that you're never really sure if you have made the right decision. Like both decisions don't won't have a huge impact. Like that's the thing that I enjoyed the most. Really, was that you would make these decisions which at the time seemed hugely relevant and, you know, game-changing, but mm. it were so insignificant in the grander scheme of the game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's that's kind of... So, you know, that the powerful, mundane decisions that you make every day, you know? Yeah. But you also, like, that, that power makes you really protective of your choices because you yeah. sort of go, well, I mean, yeah, I've got the absolute freedom to choose however this goes, but once I've stuck with the decision and then walk out the door, I don't have any choice anymore. Yeah. And so you agonize over it more. No, that's weird, though. If you can rewind time, it's just the walking out the door of it. You're like, well, that's, well, that's, that's it's, where I can't do anything. Yeah. Well, it's because she sort of has like a very limited... It's like she can rewind time for like five minutes mm-hmm. or so. And and there are instances in the game where... Um, in fact, 
<coughs> sorry, I'm not going to spoil anything in particular, but um, there are some great moments where you've gotten really used to having this power, and all of a sudden, sort of limitations or occasions start showing up where Max starts to realize that it isn't this limitless thing, and it right. really, it really like sort of throws you for a loop when you've gotten used to this. No and now consequences. You're just, ah, I can do whatever I, can I want. Yeah, ah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're best friends with everyone because you've navigated every conversation so that you've worked in like yep. their favorite food and like, hey, I heard you really like this film. Oh, yeah, it's pretty great. You know? yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, just bang, and, and you're like, you're just like a normal person again. You have to make a decision, and it was great. Yeah. Um, no, really, really definitely wish I had played it in time to put it in Game of the Year because it is, it is a really tremendous game. Mm. Um, so you, you're gonna have a lot of fun playing it, Jenna. I will. <laughs> I am gonna try and erase no, it from my memory. It's got a murder mystery as well. I yeah. definitely want to play that. Um, yeah. yeah, solid recommendation. In fact, I'd say probably better than any of the Telltale games that came out last year mm-hmm. as well. Probably like the best narrative game, like sort of narrative episodic game of the year. Yeah, and and it was just fun because the stakes, you know, in the in. The stakes are so high generally in those Telltale games and in those mm. these episodic games. Like, you don't make the right decision, you'll die. Like, or someone will die. Whereas in this, the stakes were so low. There was this real. It was just this very placid. Um, they were but, low, but they mattered. But like, they mattered. Yeah. yeah. There was still this ongoing suspense, but you were agonizing over some very small decisions. And I think that's quite a, mm. a great premise for a game. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, let's go to some messages and say goodbye. Well, that brings us to the end of another show. Carlo and Jenna, thanks for coming on. Hey, it was a pleasure. Yeah, it was great. Um, as always, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Facebook particularly is the place to be if you want to find out about our next bonus stage. A lot of gifts, a lot of great times, got a laughs. Yeah, um, we haven't officially sort of announced it yet, but we are doing an RTX After Hours show on January the 23rd if you're in Sydney. Come along to that. Uh, we're still... We're still finalizing guests, but there's a very good possibility we're going to have some cool, should I say, special guests. Yeah. Yeah. That's as vague as we're going to get by saying it, but slowly. Um, So basically, keep tuned to uh, to the old page. Till then, we'll play you out with Threshold from the Journey soundtrack. Matt Kelly's up next. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.